All right, so welcome back to my conversation with Eric Adams. Uh, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, part one of this, I, I think that you should. Um, it, it's worth the conversation, but just to give you some context on what we're doing. Uh, so last time, or excuse me, last year, last summer, I uh, had a conversation on this podcast with then Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Today, he is the New York City mayor-elect. Um, and I thought it would be interesting to sort of resurface that conversation, share it with you again in case you didn't have a chance to hear it, and give you some context on who he is. Now, I know not everyone listening to this is from New York City or really cares what's going on in New York City politics, um, but it is interesting to sort of hear from him prior to uh, even sort of deciding to to run, or maybe he had already decided, but but didn't uh, announce it. Um, now I do want to add some context here that that I think I forgot to sort of add in yesterday's episode, but I think it's important. Uh, me sharing this episode is not representative of any kind of endorsement of uh, uh, Mayor Eric Adams or Mayor Elect, excuse me, Eric Adams. Um, uh, I I am not here to endorse his politics, to endorse any of his his plans, any of his things, anything like that. I'm not trying to humanize him in any way. I'm just trying to share the conversation that I had with him. Um, give you the information. You can sort of make up your mind on who he is and whether or not you support him or, or not. Um, so that's that's all I'm trying to do here. Please just make sure that, that you're aware of that. And with that said, uh, part two today, we actually shift away from politics and we talk about how he switched to a plant-based diet and, and what that's done for him in his life. So uh, enjoy this conversation and uh, I'd love to, to have you join us in the community and share your thoughts on this uh, two-part series. So head over to tlbc.co slash community to learn more or to join. Talk to you then. In this episode... I sit back down with Eric Adams to talk about meditation, mindfulness, and how switching to a plant-based diet helped him beat diabetes. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, uh, I am speaking again with Eric Adams. He's the current Brooklyn Borough President, and in our last episode, we talked all about his experience with the police system, uh, being an officer himself, having been an activist for many years prior to that and throughout that, and his experience when he was younger, uh, being brutally beaten by police officers. So we really got to dive into his perspective on everything going on in our country right now. But in this episode, we're going to be switching things up a little bit and we're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about mindfulness, meditation, and why he switched to a plant-based lifestyle. So this is going to be a super good episode. And before we jump into it, let's take a look at today's sponsor. 
We all know how important our mental health is when trying to make big changes in our lives. Simply put, without taking care of our mental and emotional health, we won't be able to take the tiny leaps we need in order to move forward. That's why today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest counseling service. It's 100% online and has helped 759,000 people just like you. With BetterHelp, you can get the support you need easily. Simply make an account, answer a few questions to be matched with the perfect counselor, and you're good to go. You can speak with your counselor in whatever way you want via text, chat, phone, or video sessions. And you can get the help you need exactly when you need it by messaging your counselor anytime, anywhere, or scheduling a live session at a time that's convenient for you. Every counselor is licensed, professional, and thoroughly vetted so you can breathe easy knowing that you'll get the help you need. So take control of your mental health in 2020 by going to www.betterhelp.com slash tiny leaps. That's www.betterhelp.com slash tiny leaps. When you sign up today, you'll get 10% off your first month. So head over to betterhelp.com slash tiny leaps and get started right now. All right. So Eric, let's talk about, um, plant-based diet. It's my understanding that you were actually able to reverse, uh, diabetes, uh, your relationship with that, uh, by changing your relationship to food. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Very fascinating. Uh, I was actually the traditional American eater and I was away, uh, out of the country when I had a pain in my stomach. I thought sure it was colon cancer because I just lost a good friend at age 50 to colon cancer. And as men are, you know, you have to drag us to the hospital, Uh, you know, from my days of sports, it's like, you know, you shake off pain, but this was so persistent. And when I returned to the country and went to my internist, he sent me to have my colon checked and my stomach check. And after coming from under sedation, he shared with me that, uh, Eric, you, you have an ulcer and that, that is what was giving you the discomfort, but your real problem is your diabetes, which I was not aware of. He said, your, your diabetes is at a coma level, your blood sugar level. And he said, in fact, I'm surprised you're not in a, in a, um, in a coma right now. And at that time, my vision, uh, I lost my vision in my left eye. My ophthalmologist told me I had to uh, turn in my driver's license because I was legally blind. My right eye was poor, but my left eye, my vision went all together. And I was experiencing serious tingling in my hands and feet. I later later found out that it was uh, permanent nerve damage that could lead to amputation. Uh, diabetes is number one cause of blindness and uh, non-trauma limb am- amputation. And when he told me that, uh, he said, I have to put you on insulin right away and I have to give you three other medications. And so I went in the doctor's office that day with no medication at all. And I walked out with medication for my vision, medication for my ulcer, medication for my high blood pressure, high cholesterol, of uh, of three or four medications for my diabetes and some stuff for my nerve damage. And I just walked out with a bag full of medicine. And and a part of me said, well, you knew this was coming. 
as you get older, you know, your family, they're all diabetic or pre-diabetic and dealing with chronic diseases. So this is part of life. Uh, but he gave me a, a pamphlet that said uh, living with diabetes. And this is very fascinating. When I got home and I did something I call scientific, I went to the computer and Googled reversing diabetes, not living with diabetes. And that one word change took me down in a different pathway. And that started my journey of all the material and information of those who was transforming medicine. And that started my process. So that's so fascinating because one of the things that I, I talk about a lot on this show is the, this idea that if you ask a better question, you get a better answer. <laughs> I <like> um, <laughs> and I, I find that it's, it's something that a lot of people don't end up thinking about is what is the actual question I'm asking, whether it's to yourself or to your spouse or to the world around you and what, are the potential an, uh, answers that come from that question. And it sounds to me like instead of asking, how do I live with diabetes? You decided, how do I just get rid of it? And that, that led to this massive, massive shift in, in your thinking and uh, in, in your uh, behavior and, and the food that you engage with. But as you're going through that, because I think the fear that a lot of people have is, well, you know, the doctor told me this is the, like, it's not possible to get rid of it. I just, this is what I have to do. What made you think, you know what, let me give this a try. <laughs> That's interesting. <clears throat> and it goes back to uh, always pushing forward, you know, the same way of let me give this a try of going into the police department and fighting for reform and throughout my life, uh, always saying I'm not going to accept what I'm told. I'm going to find out for myself, even down to my, my religious philosophy. You know, I grew up in a Christian household and I've always went beyond that. And so I, th I think that if, if people take nothing away from my conversation with you, uh, I will hope that they embrace that we've been taught lies all of our lives. Uh, we have to unlearn to learn. And that is the journey I've been on, uh, on this journey of really purging myself from all the untruths and starting a pursuit of finding truths wherever they lies. And no matter how painful they are, I'm in, I'm in a perpetual state of seeking out truth. And that was part of it. And when I went to see one of the doctors that I read about, Dr. Esselton at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio, uh, he put me on this unbelievable journey of the power of food, something that I knew nothing about. I, I just thought food was something you put in your mouth. And long as you had the proper caloric consumption, things were fine. But our bodies, our body is a, is a mechanism. It is a it is an entity that it needs certain things to properly function. It will function. That's that's the beauty of its cre creation. But if you want it to properly function, uh, there are things you're supposed to do with it. And we've never been taught the core uh, ways that the body 
uh, must function in so many ways. You know, I think just as, just as we have a physical body, uh, we have a, an anatomy of our spirits and they both need uh, the proper nutrition and the anatomy of our spirit uh, is not the, uh, it's not kale and broccoli, uh, but is other things that we need to do. And kale and broccoli is connected to the proper nourishment of our spirits. And so once I got that information and I returned to the city and empty my fridge and my pantry of all of this processed food, I couldn't believe it. Once I started looking and reading the labels, I was saying, what is this stuff? And three weeks after switching to what's called the whole food plant-based diet, three weeks later, uh, my vision returned. Three months later, my nerve damage went away and my diabetes went in remission. My blood pressure normalized, my high cholesterol normalized, and the ulcer that I originally went to the doctor for uh, went away and uh, no medicine. And the journey has been uh, amazing. And so when the doctor told me it was my DNA because my mother was diabetic, it wasn't my DNA, it was my dinner. Mother joined me and after two months, of going to a whole food plant-based diet, being diabetic for 15 years and seven years on insulin, and two months, mother was off her insulin. That's a phenomenal um, quote. It's not my DNA, it's my dinner. Uh, if that's not already on T-shirts, I, I highly recommend <laughs> that you do that. Um, so we, we've for for those of us who are curious about plant-based uh, and have done any reading on it, this type of story, we hear it pretty regularly from people who have just chosen to switch to a plant-based diet and seen massive changes in everything from their energy each day to uh, actually helping the different issues that they're dealing with. Um, was it difficult at first to make the switch? Yes, yes, because... You know, food is crack. Mm. Well, food is heroin. And you know, those first, I say, uh, weeks, uh, probably a little under two weeks, I was going through withdrawals. Remember, for 50 plus years, I was eating, I was feeding my addiction. Mm. And it wasn't only the food, but it was the attachment to the food. You know, when I used to have a bad little league baseball game, my dad used to make this chocolate cake. And so when people was telling me, hey, that chocolate cake is not healthy, I was like, man, what the hell is wrong with you, man? You're attacking my dad. And so people who sit down and Christmas time, you have the turkey, the fried this, the, the sugary this. You know, this is the way of identifying themselves. You know, people self-medicate themselves with their haagen ice cream uh, or, you know, the uh, jerk this and jerk that and fried this and fried. I mean, it's, it's, it's not just physical, it's emotional. And that's the connection that we don't truly respect. Who and what we are is not a separation from our spiritual and our physical. It's all part of our entire entity. And what you do to one, you're actually doing to the other. And so yeah. it was challenging for me. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night that first few days dreaming about, you know, uh, steak and chicken. And, <laughs> you know, uh, it was it was tough. 
And then the food that I cooked in the beginning as I was making a transition, I was like, good Lord, I have to eat this? Because I didn't know how to cook. Uh, you know, right. I, I used to, my, my favorite meal was, was his fried cheese sandwich. And, <laughs> and I burnt that 70% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yes, it was hard. It was hard. What, um, so I know that you, you also practice meditation and mindfulness. Were you then like, did that play a role in uh, helping you stick with it? Without a doubt. Uh, my real embracing of meditation came after leaving the police department because in the police department, I was involved in 100 blacks and law enforcement who care. I was involved in the daily uh, dealing with crime all the time. I was involved in all of this. So I was moving so fast. But when I finished policing, I, I stopped and I had time just to sort of settle down that I realized that I had a lot of trauma built up in me. And I, you know, I was, you know, the, the power of PTSD. And I started reading, you know, why am I feeling this way? Why am I having these mood swings? Why am I having moments of depression? Uh, you know, you know, what's going on? And I started reading on, you know, uh, PTSD and I started reading on uh, how trauma re re remains. I tried to, started reading on epigenetics on uh, how trauma goes through um, different generations. And I was just really digging into the mind. And, and one of the ways, instead of popping pills and drugs, uh, you know, I started really digging into meditation. And once I started doing it, I was like, wow, you know, this is powerful. And that was just another leg on evolution until I was dealing with mentally. Mentally, I was really feeling better. I was able to deal with stress better. I, I became a better human being, but I didn't bring my partner along. And that was the physical part of me. And it wasn't until I had the wake up call of diabetes that the physical part also joined my mental part. Yeah. So I know that um, we're, we're running uh, a little short on time here, but I would love to hear from you for people listening who maybe want to get started at having a plant-based uh, lifestyle. They've been considering it. Maybe they're struggling with some things and it, it might help them. Uh, what is your advice? What, how, how can they start and, and get this really going? But more importantly, what would you say having gone through it is the, the best thing to help you stick with it? Uh, enjoy food. Don't rush into it. You know, some people, uh, okay, tomorrow I'm, I'm going to go whole food plant-based. No, this is not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Hmm. So take it slow. It, it, when I looked at, you know, the losing 35 pounds and, and uh, vision return and diabetes and remission and habits changing. Take it slow. Uh, read up on spices. Uh, every, every day or every week, learn a different spice. S spices are more powerful than the food we eat. You know, people just don't like chicken. They like chicken because of the spices you use to make it taste the way it is. Uh, so understand the power of spices, the power of cumin, cinnamon, uh, nutmeg, uh, garlic, onion. All of these spices come with unbelievable 
uh, uh, powers of healing that I learned. You know, turmeric and pepper mixed together allow it to absorb in your 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 uh, body uh, better. And so, then learn how to cook one plant-based meal a day. Mm. You know, start with uh, going meatless on a Monday so you can see when you wake up Tuesday that you're not going to be dead because you didn't have meat. Uh, and just start slowly creating your own meals. And that's what, the best way to do it. And before you know it, you'll have 20, 30 meals that's, that's really catered to your taste buds. Yeah. Um, if you like, um, I was a big ice cream eater. I loved ice cream. I could eat a, a, a pint of haagen three times a day. But I learned how to make uh, my frozen dessert out of frozen bananas and, and berries and cherries and a little natural peanut butter and, and some oat milk. Uh, and it's an unbelievable treat how well it tastes. Uh, so I, my advice is to just take it slow and evolve. Uh, and you'll start replacing say, okay, instead of eating meat every day of the week, I'm going to eat meat. I'm going to go meatless Mondays. And then you go meatless Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And you just continue this evolution. And you'll find yourself on the right path for trying new meals. And the beauty of the internet, there are a ton of good meals out there that you can seek and find as well. Brilliant advice. Uh, Eric, I know that we have to wrap up here in a second, but we have a segment here on the show called Five Tiny Questions. Do you have two minutes to run through those? Yes, I do. Beautiful. So the first one is, do you have a favorite show either on Netflix or regular TV? Uh, probably my uh, favorite uh, show uh, is looking at documentaries um, around mm. food, and one of the best one is Game Changer. Uh, that that show is that that documentary is a beast. It's a great show. Talks about I've been meaning to watch it. High profile athletes that went plant based and got optimal performance in the process. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll check that out immediately. Uh, what is your number one recommended book? Wow, that's that's a good one. Uh, I, I got to give you two. Dr. Gregor, How Not to Die, and Dr. Dr. Dispenser. Because once you read one of Dr. Dispenser's books, you're going to go on an unbelievable journey with Dr. <laughs> Dispenser. You are the placebo. You are the placebo. Okay. What is the most valuable habit that you've developed? Um, um, waking up in the morning with a big smile on my face. That's the entire day. I love that. Uh, what does your morning routine look like? Uh, starting with meditation, exercise, uh, making a smoothie, a green smoothie, and creating my 100-point list. And just to uh, to clarify, what is a 100-point list? Uh, at the beginning of the day, I create a list that at the end of the day, I need 100 points in order to go to sleep. And I'll get three points if I held the doors for someone, five points if I delivered a meal to someone that's homeless. And so it's an accumulation of actions that come to a hundred points at the end of the day. And if whatever I fall short, I put the dollar into dollar amount inside a jar that I donate at the end of the week. 
to a particular cause. Interesting. So you sort of gamified uh, your day. Yes. That's awesome. Um, and then last one here, who or what are you most grateful for right now? Um, uh, mom, this unbelievable mm-hmm. uh, person and influence in my life, never gave up, always pushed further and really was an example to live by. And I thank her for that. I love that. Eric, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Appreciate you. Take care. That's it for this episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. If you like the show, be sure to click subscribe wherever you are tuning in. And I would really appreciate it if you would take a moment and leave a five-star review. It would also be helpful if you can let somebody know that this podcast exists, whether that means sharing it on Instagram or just telling a friend about it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again to Eric Adams for sharing his wisdom and his experiences with us. I've been Greg Clunas. Be sure to tune into the next episode. And as always, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.